It's our weekly edition of Sports Insider Radio. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. And the boys are on the hopper, John and Mike from JohnSyndicate.com. Hello, boys. Here we go again. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Oh yeah, you got your little. Uh, you go to sportsinsiderradio.com. Are we watching today? Are we on? We're, we're we're on, man. We're on. We're drinking cayenne pepper water. Cayenne pepper water. You know what? You know why? Do you know why? Because you're doing the three month Tibetan cleanse. Because my games are hot, sizzling hot. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I just went from the outside to the inside. I just heard you say there that. You go. I'm going. That's pretty good. Exactly. But, you know, we're going to get in some, I just ran some numbers, and we're going to get into them a little later in the show, but it's going to show you how flat betting, we have the, you know, yesterday we have a short segment today, we got one hour, how flat betting, the average person that's calling looking for information is, again, well, I'll drive it and I'll bang it into everybody's head, is always looking to bet the same amount on every game with no money management. Brian, you know what? I'm going to tell you one stat right now. Go for what it. What if I told you you were up 100 games right now? 100 games. Well, what happens is if you bet every favorite in college basketball, right now they're winning 51.5%. As of yesterday, all the games going final. Do you know what the record is for the season in college basketball? John, tell for me what favorites. it is. It's seventeen fifty and sixteen fifty and seventy one. So I'm going to repeat that: seventeen fifty favorites have covered, sixteen hundred and fifty dogs have covered, seventy one games have landed on the number. But what happens is uh, I'm going to use some big words in this one hour show. Some Exponentially. Juice. Oh, oh, hey, wait oh, a minute! Listen, no, 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 no! Hey, watch this! I pay attention. Watch this. Last week, Mike said the words. I believe it was. Positive expectancy. Is that right? Exactly. See? That's exactly right. Uh, how about that? Exactly. So, listen, what I'm going to tell you is, as you add more games to the sample size, as you actually, people always say, you know, you're creating a lot of juice, but they don't really understand what that means because in on one group in college basketball, you actually have a profit because there's been less, there, there's, excuse me, in the NBA, there's been less games played. So let me just get back to this college thing for a second. Up 100 games sounds nice, but in reality, if you bet $110 on every game, you won 175000 on the 1,750 wins. You lost 181500 at 110 VIG on the 1,650 losses. You are up 100 games, Brian, and because you're playing on positive expectancy, you are down $6,500 in juice before we even get into the tournament. That is how critical it is to variate your wager size and understand that you not only won't win picking more winners and losers, you can't win if you bet the same amount on every game. Now, what happens is because there's less games in the NBA, there's been half as many games. So the flip side is in the NBA, you actually have a small profit, but that will change. So let me show you the numbers. In the NBA right now, the dogs have the edge. They're 465 and 422. That means 465 dogs covered, 422 favorites covered, and 24 games have hit the number. For a greater percentage for the dogs in the NBA than the favorites in college, 1% more, 52.5% versus 51.5%. But because you have less games, you're able to actually be slightly ahead. And so if you're up, you're up 43 games, you ready? It's You're up huge money, Brian. At $100 a game, you're up $80. I'm going to say it again. You're up 80 because you have 465 games, you've made 46,500, and on the 422 losses, you've lost $46,420. Now, what happens is as you go out further into the season, you get closer to the NBA playoffs. If that rate was to stay the same, you'd actually be down money like I just proved to you because as you add games 
and you bet more games, you create more juice. So again, it's very hard to win betting the same amount on every game. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Off to you. <laughs> Michael, did you take notes? There'll be a quiz later. Yeah, I, I always take notes, but the, the guy just literally, we sit here, and it's not, we don't crunch numbers on against the spread records. We don't sit here and try to pick winners and prognosticate wins. I mean, like yesterday, for example, and John could attest, he is a master of not just taking a second-half line, and I know he's sitting here smiling at me right now, but he actually takes the second-half money line for extreme numbers. Like yesterday at St. Joseph's, plus 482 in the second half, and he had Longwood plus seventy plus 375 money line in the second half. So as these games go on and they tip off and everybody is so you know, impatient because they want to get all their plays in before 7 o'clock tip-off, that's not the case because we're literally monitoring every game until the last game on the board goes to halftime. That's when our job yeah, is done. Yeah, and listen, and Brian, so, you know, we always talk about second-half wagering, but there's sometimes there's opportunities that are missed. Like, we had the Wizards for our clients on an alert basis, but I should have been betting against the Wizards at halftime, and I would have scooped both because it came down to the wire. They had a 20-point lead at one point. But, but, but what Mike's talking about is something a little more dramatic. So we did our first video about bet, betting as a business one-on-one, 24-minute video five, six years ago. Things have changed where, especially this season, you can't be stuck in cement with your system. So we, I had a system where a lot of my betting was based upon taking the favorite that was down in the second half for the bounce. But what I noticed early in the season is that teams were basically, they weren't bouncing. And what I realized was the line makers were overvaluing the favorites in the second half to the detriment of my system. So what I did is I'm like a mercenary. I flip sides. So, for instance, yesterday, if you were a halftime member, three games that I'll just go over briefly, Eastern Michigan minus four was losing 35 to 24 at the half. They set a second-half number of taking that favorite and making them a one-and-a-half-point Higher, whoever Eastern Michigan was playing, instead of minus four, it was minus uh, it was minus five and a half. So you're paying a premium. So I didn't like that because the line should really be four. So what I did is I went with Eastern Michigan in the second half, plus five and a half and plus two eighty. Instead of chasing that, expecting the favorite to bounce, they won the second half, thirty nine thirty four. I get the money line and I get the spread. St. Joseph's, what he was talking about, the original number was plus 13.5 as an underdog. They were winning at halftime 35-16. to 16. You know what they did, Brian, in the second half? They made the line 14, a point higher than the original number. So if you want to lay that favorite, basically you've got to win the game by one, right? Mm-hmm. I took the 13 and the plus 480 on the money line if your shop some shops pull. They won't offer these big lines. Some shops will. So you, if you can get that money line, then you obviously make an extra boatload. Longwood, it's a championship or division final, whatever game it was. They're plus thirteen and a half. They're up thirty-seven to twenty-six in the first half at halftime. They make the second half line twelve, which means they were making the favorite a point and a half lower, which was basically a tell that they knew that basically the dogs should pretty much easily covered. But I said, since it's a, a game that means something to both schools, I'm going to go with the momentum on the plus 375. And again, they won the game, luckily, by two points. The cover was easy, 31-29. But the point is, you can't be stuck in that bounce. Now, Mike made a good point off air. The NBA, you'll get the, bounce, the greater bounces. You'll get the Wizards up and then Milwaukee come marching back because they're pro teams. But I wouldn't put you too put too much emphasis into college teams bouncing because in the in the end of the day it's, they're still they're still at student athletes they're not pros only a certain amount on each team have an opportunity to go to the pros and what you can realize is that word you hate value the value really is taking the dogs in the second half if you can find your spots and also it's a momentum trade you talk about playing streaks in the in baseball we talk about it all the time playing streaks in hockey well, if you have a team that's getting 13 and a half and they're up 13 at, at halftime, the momentum is actually on their favor, definitely to cover the game, unless they just fall over and die. And then you might have a shot. They might keep that momentum because the other team that's down so much, geez, they just stop caring. They're going to, you know what, we're going to go to the next game. So, again, you got to be able to react. We have clients that are always looking to have the whole card released to them. Um, 
traditional handicapping services, Brian, put out all the selections for the game, and then they're done. And yesterday we had one selection. The Wizards was our main selection for our clients. And they go, well, is there anything else? Hang tight. Relax. Mm-hmm. Relax. We got plenty. The games at halftime, it's like we're starting all over again. So we added three more games to the, 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 the card. But you don't know till you're actually monitoring, and that requires the work. And that's the work we do for the clients because we realize most people don't have time to sit in front of not the TV but the computer screens like I like to do and monitor everything on options or on Don Best. Well, let me ask you because as – Involved as you've been with halftime wagering on football and obviously NBA and college basketball, and you get that 15-minute window. Uh, Correct. How much movement have you seen from a number that's hung at the half uh, leading up to the tip-off? And if if you're generally, and, and I know you're, you're when you're, the spots that generally you play, not sight unseen, but generally you play is a do- a favorite that's down at the half and you play the favorite coming back the other way uh have you noticed that the once the number is hung that the money more often than not comes in on the favorite so that it's uh, it's it's yeah I it's imperative if they're if they're gonna bet the favorite it's gonna steam it's imperative you get the bet in as quickly as you can uh but if you think it's gonna go the other way obviously it's when you bet so yesterday, those three games that were all dogs in the half, I basically waited till about two minutes before the half started to get the max number because the lines all did go up, especially on the money lines. The lines went up, you know, plus 430 to plus 480 as these lines are moving. So on the dog side, you basically wait and you use that 50. you got to remember, it's not really a pure 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes, and then you got to wait sometimes a minute. They mess with you. And then they, some of these places shut down a minute before the game actually starts. So you're actually working technically with 13, 12 minutes. And I'm, yesterday I would say the majority of the plays that I made in the second half, I had two minutes before they actually started because I was expecting the favorites, especially on the game like the St. Joseph's game. When you have that big third, or even a Longwood, when you get these double-digit favorites down double digits at the half, people just don't even think. Boom, they're going in and they're going to start banging the second half on that favorite. Ah, they, you know, and they, oh, yeah, just, all they got to do is beat Longwood by one, and then all of a sudden they start steaming the lineup. So, yeah, I, you have to play it if you want to maximize the value. You know, again, it goes back to if I know I'm going to play a favorite, because I am like you, Brian. You know about a minute before the game goes into the second half if you are planning on making a second half wager in that game. You've texted me many a time and go, when this game goes to the half, hit this total, when that game goes to the half, hit that total, and then I would wait, and then boom, boom, boom. So, you know, it's not like you're sitting there, like, with your eyes closed going, well, let's see which games are in half. You know, we're monitoring all the games, and we're also looking, this is the thing, the pace of play. So, for instance, when you see a team that's up in college basketball on the computer, 20-6, to six, and there's only, and there's five minutes into the first half, and then all of a sudden you see at halftime, it's 36-30, the dogs, the favorites losing. But you know they were down 20-6, to six. that's where the pace comes in. And that's when you say, ah, I could take that favorite, they, they started marching back before even halftime. So the client that's not even looking at that, he's not looking at the pace of the play in the first half, he doesn't even see that. He just sees 36-30, he doesn't realize that team was losing 20-6. to six. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And Mike, here's the other thing. Uh, tomorrow, I mean, we got a great menu today, but tomorrow, uh, championship week and a half starts, and we're talking breakfast for us, but lunchtime games. Um, you'll have noon Eastern games, and for the next long stretch, we are going to have morning, noon, and night basketball. Well, in that, and you got to really pay attention to which games and which conferences are playing on a neutral court, opposed to some conferences play with the higher seed gets the home court and not until the championship game right. is it on a neutral court so a lot of that goes into effect because the lines are not triggered like they have been for the last two months with home and away when now it's a neutral court the odds makers aren't going to be as sharp because these teams play differently outside of their you know obviously their home court but on top of it and we talked about this earlier in the year is a lot of times when they have these you know, the tournaments in that neutral court and one of the teams lose, 
some of the fans from that team still stick around for the later game. Or or or, or, many, or many bail. I mean, it, it's a two-way right. street, or right? Or many bail. So that's, you know, you really have to focus. You, there's so many more intangibles that go into it besides just looking at the number when it comes down to these neutral court games because there's a lot of elements that have not been present for the last two months of the season. And the other aspect of it, too, is uh, the cornered rat mentality of it's your last game of the season and uh, teams are going to give their level best effort and the other things we talked about that uh, teams uh, some coaches have just started pointing their team for the tournament and maybe have been massaging their style of play and maybe even their lineups so some of these teams could be completely different than they've been throughout the whole season well that you're exactly right on all those levels and a lot of the for the last couple weeks certain teams have been that cornered ret mentality because they literally, if they don't win, they don't advance, they don't even get into the opportunity to play in the tournament. And so the case is right now, a lot of teams that are on that bubble, that bubble watch, if they don't really show anything in the tournament, uh, win their conference tournament, they're out. So every game is, the, is pretty much a tournament game for them. You have to pay attention to all of that versus just seeing what they did against that team for the two matchups they had earlier in the season. And, and John, Mike's point is so well taken, and, and we see this here. we got the Pac-12 here. we get got the WAC, the West Coast Conference. We see these tournaments. I can tell you right now that the odds are stacked uh, that, you know, you get Gonzaga is going to meet St. Mary's, uh, you know, in the championship game of their tournament. And it will be played at the Orleans. And the building holds six, 7,000 fans. Um, Gonzaga will have... Want to hear an interesting stat? Well, it's wait, wait, the wait, fastest wait. elevator I've ever been in in Vegas. No way. That thing flies. At, the, at Orleans? Yeah, man. That thing, you get on the first floor, you want to go to whatever floor, you're there before you look down. You're, it's, you know, every other elevator in Vegas is slow when you're trying to get, it stops at each floor to let the people out. This thing bypasses, for instance, at the Orleans, you just hit the button, whoop, you're, yeah. you're, it's the greatest. I love the Orleans. Uh, I would just say a physics thing that uh, I, I would wager that it's faster going down than it is going up. Well, listen. Go ahead, make your point. <laughs> the, the Gonzaga will have five thousand fans there, and St. Mary's will have five hundred. But it's listed as a neutral court game. It's anything but. Well, and going into that, there's a lot of tournaments that have that same element. How are these fans going to travel, opposed to ones that aren't going to travel, and they're pretty much the team is not playing a neutral court; they're playing an away game. And we know from talking about this year after year, which teams do travel well, no matter where they go. Because right now it's not placement like the main tournament. It's just a neutral court, whereas when it goes to the main tournament, the top seeds get you know closer for their first regionals versus now it's just in the same spot as it's been or we've known since the beginning of the year. So some of these fan bases are going to travel very heavy or some are just not going to travel at all. Well, and, and the other thing, and I would just throw one more that I, you know I've experienced personally, at the Thomas and Mack Center, you get the Mountain West Tournament. It's one of the best nights of basketball of the year, uh, you know, specifically here in Vegas, is the Friday night, the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament. The building's a buzz, and for his, history's sake, it's if it's UNLV, San Diego State, New Mexico, uh, or whoever plug in that year, if it's Colorado State or Wyoming, and that Friday night. The place is a zoo. It's sold out. It's crazy. Then they turn around and play a Saturday afternoon. Generally, it's like a 4 p.m. tip-off. And I'm telling you, even though it's the championship game, the air is out of the balloon because the building's half as full because the two losers vacated the premises, didn't don't want to watch the next game because their team lost, and there's like almost a, a pall's been cast over the building depending on who the opponents are. And that's going to be in effect just like year after year. But on top of it, the eyeball test, which is watching the game in the first half, understanding that in this case, a lot of these, you know, happens time and time again in basketball. A couple key players catch a couple early fouls early in the first half. They sit the majority of the first half. Obviously, the team is behind at half, and you just look at it from a standpoint of just going online and seeing the second half number is not enough because the pace of the play, the fouls, all that translate into the second half when that was, when that team has the full lineup and they come in and they blow the other team out. So the eyeball test has to play a factor, 
especially in these tournament games, where that could be an element that just looking at the second half number is just not enough. Brian, I'm betting Buffalo. I got to bet Buffalo tonight. I love value. In hockey? I'm sorry. You got to do it. In hockey? I'm looking at the game while I'm talking no. to you right now live. You no, can see buddy. me. Here's the reason buddy. why. Here's buddy. the reason no. why. Buddy. They lost. Listen, buddy. they're down 20 games on the season. Wait, wait, listen. <laughs> Just hear me out. They're down 20 games on the season. I'm trying to save you five and minutes. And the other team's <laughs> up 20 games on the season. And you got to understand, this goes back to why you can't win betting chalk. Is that they've, it, 50 per, they were their dog most of the time when they, when they, when they win. So what you have to understand is I guarantee you if I run the numbers, which I'll do for the next show, if you bet $100 on every Tampa Bay game and you bet $100 on every Buffalo game, you're probably up money on Buffalo and down money on Tampa and, Bay. And How are you going to overcome 325 Well, you, you'd stay away from it, or you bet Tampa Bay on the puck line, even money. Rough. Rough. Even money. Have a little Buffalo. What's, Come what, on, what, Buffalo, what, baby. What's wrong with even money? Yeah, but, you know, again, uh, listen, I go back to but, the... Well, here, Tampa Bay, uh, they've been struggling to a degree a little bit. They just made the trades. They did get a big injury. Uh, Buffalo just won as a monster dog against Boston. Exactly. Oh, by the way, Momentum. oh, by the way, for the second time in like a two-week span, because mm-hmm. Buffalo always plays Boston tough. Buffalo always gets lit up like a firecracker by Tampa Bay. Uh, so we'll I, know next week one of us will be right. <laughs> no, I know, hey, but, no, but that, but I, I get your premise. I mean, no one in their right minds laying, you know, laying the balloon number. Uh, the only way you look at it to me is is, is the total, or uh, you play Tampa Bay on the puck line. Now that being said, I, I don't necessarily disagree with, with what you're saying. Uh, it's it's a hockey game. Uh, well, here I just had a discussion with someone here. Vegas has lost two games in a row. And it's like chicken little, the sky's falling. It's like, well, that's how crazy and special this year has been here. Um, that now they're playing a, a team Ottawa on Friday night. That they should they should light up, right? I mean, and I and I'll tell you this: uh, it's a hockey game. The other team, yeah, but you'll probably other, get a good price. But the other off two losses. The other team has a goaltender. You know, I mean, uh, you know, and like you said, baseball all summer long. I mean, you'll sit there and take a, a plus two seventy baseball game i mean you got how many years have you known me with baseball do i bet favorites never never and people people call me up and they go but this guy's a 20 game pitcher i said well it's 20 games there's 162 games in the city i mean it's ridiculous like you can't i'm looking at the grapefruit league since we started talking about this yesterday right now as i'm talking to you right now live at uh 10:30 or whatever time it is in vegas 10:30 yeah. in vegas yeah you got it Wait a minute. You, you say, wait, no, wait, 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 hold on, no, hold on, hold on. i got to stop you right there. Mike, how, do, how does any of this make sense? He sat there with positive expectancy. He, re- he rattled off uh, thousands of dollars of uh, bets and numbers and favorites and stats, and he sits there and he can't figure out uh, the three-hour time difference. Believe to- it or not, the Rolex is set to Vegas time. I just didn't look at my hands. Listen, right now, you could be on the Yankees. You could be on the Yankees. Right. See, here's what I would do. You could be- The Yankees are laying 250 right now. They're, they're up 2 nothing in the top of the second. But for me, when we look at all these dogs, especially in the Grapefruit League, you know, we were joking about it yesterday. I went back and I did some research. You know what? It's not a bad. It's not bad to bet if you're strictly taking the dog side you'll probably make a little fortune on the Grapefruit League between now and tip-off. Mike is laughing right now. March tw- March 29th is the regular season. Well, why, we I, no, wait a minute. Why would, I, why would I laugh at you getting involved, if it's working, getting involved right. in the Grapefruit League game when I've sat here for five months on a Wednesday listening to you guys talk about some Norwegian club soccer league. I agree. If it's right? Well, I mean, a little, if... little difference there. At least that's a full game. But no, seriously, I mean, you know, there's a lot of value. I'm saying that you assume that 50% of the dogs are going to win and assume that I'm talking big dogs. I don't mean this like plus right. 130 stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you and, and why would a team be favored 250? It's not like they're going to leave the pitcher in the ninth inning. They're probably not going to leave him in until the third inning. So, you know, the Yankees are up 2 nothing. It'll be interesting to see how the game ends. But if you can in-game live trade, this is – and, again, it sounds funny. You could probably get a great price right now in Detroit plus money, even bigger 
because now they're down a, basically a two spot. It's like a, another handicap. You could probably get even a greater spot, and, it, it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit could come back and win that game. Ron, you want to hear a funny stat? I sure do. There was three ties in baseball yesterday. Well, <sighs> got to take the plus one and well, a half. No, no, now, now, Mike, Mike, <laughs> you're, you're the soccer guy. Uh, why didn't you play plus eleven dollars for the draw in baseball? Well, they don't give me a draw in baseball. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what, I'm going to log in right now while we're on there and check the in-game live number. Oh, my goodness. Hey, so when when the NCAA tournament gets going, uh, well, I mean, we kind of have that going on here, uh, you know, in championship week. But they're they're scattered and they're all over the place. Uh, the, the NCAA tournament, right, the games are all on TV. Everybody's all in. It's like a holiday that Thursday and Friday, the first two days of the tournament. Um, it, it's That's a volatile – I mean, what what is – and I watch, you know, see see you there. And I actually heard you drinking the Tabasco water about forty seconds ago. Uh, what's that? Your trading floor like on those first two days? I mean, honestly, what, I don't get too concerned whether it's NIT or whether it's it's just all the same. I'm just looking for a number. And you know, like for instance, today's a perfect example. Um, you know, these games like St. Francis, New York against Long Island, Wagner against Central Connecticut, Connecticut, Fairleigh Dickinson against San Francis, Robert Morrison against Mount St. Mary's, that's where you get the good value. I mean, when I say value, you can get some really lines that are off. When you're looking at a game like Xavier, the first game on the board, Xavier is the fourth best covering team in college basketball. They're 20-9 and nine against the spread. The problem is their opponent is 18 and 11 against the spread. So they're both positive against the spread, and the line opened at 9.5 in some spots. It's now 11 because everybody knows how strong Xavier's been. Those are the games you want to wait till the second half or be on the dog and leave it alone. Well, you I just want to leave it alone. But I, And I would say this, too. Uh, you know, when you look at this, this bevy of games that are out there, uh, and we say all these, these hidden nuances that are inside a game, um, Last night was this is now twice in three weeks. Two of the very best college basketball games of the year have featured St. Bonaventure, where they knocked off Rhode Island uh, and they stormed the court, and that was like a must-win uh, for St. Bonaventure. Last night was every bit the must-win. Triple overtime, one seventeen, one thirteen. The game was spectacular, but it was one of these games where even though St. Bonaventure had, and, and the Bonnies got the cover, but it was one of these games where, okay, oh, look, St. Bonaventure's got 22 wins, and oh, Davidson's not that good. Well, look in the conference. They both had 12-4 and four records, and that game last night, that game was for a double bye in the conference tournament. So Davidson came, uh, you know, with the guns loaded. So you, you know, right. motivation is, is my point. That there are spots in here, even though it looks like eh, it's just another game. They're not going to win. They're looking for seeding. They're looking to avoid a certain opponent. They could be playing for a buy. They could be playing for a double buy. Well, and on top of it, you know, Rhode Island, the team that you've just discussed, got blown out yesterday. Thank you very much, St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's. Yeah. Get the cover. Well, the, you and know what, Mike? They the were other a heavy thing? favorite. You, you know the so other. Well, the other things going on real Go quick is all. Th- know this that all these games at the end. Look, look at the schedule. Team's last home game. It's senior night, and and, and then these you know extra motivation for a lot of these kids. That'd be a great homework assignment. To you know, you know what are the actual results and the numbers and who's fared over the course of the year. You know, they're not distracted by it, but they take it as a. Some teams will take it and run with it because their best players are seniors. All right, but the other thing could be they could have three seniors that are guys that come off the bench and they're going to let them have their day in the sun, and it actually hurts the team. Well, Nat, and this square better is going to look at that game and say Rhode Island has had one loss at home. They can't lose. This is a team that's been blowing teams out, except for the same Bonnie game, and then they go in and they lay an egg, and they get blown out at home. So, I mean, it's not that easy just to look at it, look at it against the spread, look at the home record. There's a lot more that goes into it, and halftime trading gives you an edge that you just wouldn't have by – just betting the yeah, game and, on numbers. And look, Brian, since the spread is the great equalizer, like Kenny discusses when he's on the show with us, and which is basically a fact, is if you ran the numbers in the NFL season, most of the teams were 50% against the spread, no matter how hot they started or finished. 
So what you do is if you make, I'm going to give you a big word, a hypothesis that all these are going to basically, yeah, they're going to all be basically 50% against the spread. I gave you a winner last week on the same theory. I forgot what it was. Oh, Buffalo. I went against Buffalo for that same reason. And so basically what happens is if you have a team like Xavier, let's, put the, let's pick on Xavier right now. They're playing tonight. They're 20-9 and nine against the spread. You should assume that they will be as close to 50% by the end when everything's done, which means you start fading them because the value is gone. And so when you, the problem is most people act like the streak. I'm not saying this is not like a streak in baseball where you see teams on a 20-game winning streak, but if you know that broadly almost every team is going to be close to 50%. I mean, we're looking at these numbers in college basketball. Favorites are winning 51.5%, and in the NBA the dogs are winning 52.5%. We're not, we're not, we're basically at 50% on both sports in terms of overall. But what happens is it winds up being each team is about 50% against the spread at the end of the season because they adjust the lines and they inflate and deflate the numbers. So if I'm looking at this game, for, and I'm not going to tell you what my number is on Xavier, but let's say I made it 8 and it opened at 9 and now it's 11 because everybody knows they're 20 and 6 against the spread. That I have to be contrarian in my thinking and say, well, my value spot is going to be that Xavier will probably win the game and probably won't cover. And if you take that position on a lot of these games, again, you have to have a big enough bankroll if you're going to blindly do that across the whole board. But what we have different groups that understand the importance of numbers. Greater right now in college basketball because there's been 71 pushes versus only 24 pushes in the NBA. But I will tell you, last night... One of my groups, the night before Brian, played the Miami Heat plus two at the opener. Uh, and I'm not going to say which spot in town. And they closed at Miami Heat minus one on a three-point move. And as you saw, Miami landed on the number minus one on the close. But when we talk about these games, 71 pushes and 24 pushes, respectively, in both leagues, we're not talking about the difference between the opening number and the closing number. If you're sharp enough on these 71 games and on these 24 games, there's some sharp syndicates out there and betting groups that actually didn't push. They might have middled the game. They might have had the opening number. They might have had the closing number because Miami Heat is going to be recorded as that one of those 24 pushes in the NBA yesterday on the closing number, but it has nothing to do with all the guys that got the sharp money in plus two before the line move. You follow what I'm saying? I got you, man. All right, Michael, I know you were taking notes uh, before. Uh, take this one down. Hypothesis. A supposition. Hypothesis. A supposition or proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Got it. Right. Written down, right, memorized. The quiz quiz comes. Ready for the quiz. 20 minutes. We're 20 minutes away from the big test that Mike is going to have to take, but we're not done yet. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Check it out. You can see John drinking his Tabasco water. 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. We're not done We'll come right back, and we'll take you to the top of the hour. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. 
go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with the Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number is easy to remember, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing with John and Mike, johnsyndicate.com. What's the, what's the temp back in Baltimore these days? 60 degrees. Ah, there you go. One more. Listen, what do you I think? Was one... ask you, I never see you. I never see you drinking coffee. Are you a coffee drinker? Uh, I used to do it all day long. Now it's like uh, in the morning, two and a half cups, and then that's it. I'm, that after that, I'm. Oh, looking but that's at... before you get to the studio, because when you come in, usually, and I'm there in person, I don't see you drinking anything. No, I drink. You know what? Uh, I, Mama spoiled me. I, I I have this big thermos of lemon water. I drink now. She, she throws a bunch of lemons in the in the thermos, and I just keep filling it up. So now, like regular old water, which was fine with me now, and now I need the lemon water. I'm, you know, I'm. There and, you and go. She makes some. Oh, by the way, she makes some Tabasco right. concoction too. I so I know what you're doing. I hear it, but listen. By the way, top of the third inning, oh, zero boy. outs, runners on first and third <laughs> in the Yankee game. Oh, if you're boy. laying two sixty, you should be ashamed of yourself and call us right now. They don't even put up in-game live wagering on. I can get tennis right now in Europe in-game live. I can get soccer in-game live. They re- I check five spots. There's no in-game live in the MLB because they don't want to get beat up. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, I'm all for it, but <laughs> listen, they got runners on first and third, no outs. Watch, Detroit will win this game. Right. Okay. I am so pumped. And the guys on so a, the guys on a third. Can you tell? Yeah, and the guys on like a thirty-two pitch count. Oh yeah, absolutely right. And the Orioles—they got a runner on first in the top of the th- in the bottom of the third. But anyway, who's looking at the Grapefruit League, right? Yeah, well, I, you guys are. Hey, how many games do you go to a year? How many Orioles games, you guys? Zero. I take my. Son I know one, you don't. How about- he always wants to go. He goes. He wants to go once a year. So I take him in August with Mike, and then. My son's very excited. He's my height now. He's a big dude. He's pumped up. We get there. It's about 98% humidity. It's about 110 outside. <laughs> it's like the swamp of the swamp. And then my son refuses to leave. So the last game we took him to, I think, what was it like? They scored like 16 runs, something insane. The Orioles just beat up on somebody. And this was like by the seventh inning. So I'm looking at him. We're trying to get him to get out of here. And I said, all right, buddy, you ready? He goes, no, the game's not over. Oh. the lead. I said, man, they're winning seventeen to six. I'm staying till the end, Dad. Oh, literally out of state of the well, last let, strike. Let me give you a friendly piece of parental advice, and it's not my place, but I will say this: Detroit just scored two one. Based ahead. on what you just said, don't ever take your son to a twilight doubleheader. <laughs> oh, we took him to a Sunday night Washington oh. National game in D.C. That was broadcast on uh, one of the major networks, ESPN, whatever, Sunday Night Baseball, whatever. And same thing. 
we just happened to get lucky, both blowouts. You know, he he could be a Washington fan for the moment or an Oriole fan for the moment. Um, and same thing, he refused to leave. And, I, like, trying to get out of D.C. versus Baltimore is just un- uh, unbelievable. Uh, so he I'll hasn't never... asked me to go to a, 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 a hockey game yet. And but he keeps asking me to take him to a Raven oh, game. Well, you take him to a hockey game; it'll be all over. He'll love it. It's funny yeah. you telling that story reminds me. I mean, this is eons ago. Um, I was a, teen- hey, I was a teenager hey, in Wiltshire. Hey, why? Why? Hey, I'm telling hey, a story. Detroit four to two. They just scored a grand slam. Go ahead. I'm You're listening. out of your I'm so mad. mind. The, the went to a. T- it was a bus trip. From Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, it's like a two two and a half hour two hour ride to Philly. So it was a scheduled bus trip, and this is way this is the wayback machine. But it was the Phillies and the Cubs, and it was a Saturday night, like twilight doubleheader. And you know the bus trip, the bus is there till till it's all she wrote. The first game of the Twin Bill went eighteen innings. <laughs> I was like, oh, will, will oh, we ever get home? Since we got the time, I got a better story. I was sitting in a I won't mention the sports book. With a client in person, and I, what was the game, Mike? The Brewers versus, I don't remember who they were playing. It was the Brewers game. It was the Brewers game. We had the Brewers. We had the Brewers. They were winning 7 nothing in the third inning. I'm sitting there on FaceTime with Mike, ready to wring my own neck. It's like the 17th inning, and it's 9-9. And, I, and the guy was like, we're not leaving until the game's over, and uh-huh. then we'll go celebrate. We won the we won the game, but you know what's amazing is that just like the, the, the Yankee game right here is a perfect example. In I want for all the clients that are listening to this, if if a team is minus two forty and they jump out to the lead, you're always going to get the value in regular season. Let's be serious for a second. You know, once March 29th comes, we're into April with real baseball. They would have set a number on Detroit being down two nothing. They were originally plus two twenty. Let's call it a twenty cent line. That I'm telling you, they would have been getting five hundred, and I would have made the wager. And now they're up four to two. I could still lose, but the point is, it happens all the time. More so with the home team, the home team favorite. So it's really weird. The home team favorite, just the reverse. Let's say they're laying two fifty, Brian, and you're losing two nothing. What I'll usually do is I'll take that home team favorite because that team now that was minus two hundred can actually be plus 200. The line literally flips. And so many times I've amazed clients. They're like, how did you know? Well, I didn't. It's just that you're getting that bottom of the ninth inning where if you, you have a shot to hit that grand slam, tie up the game, go to extra innings, and more times than not, the momentum of the better team will do that in regular season. So that's why you got to wait. It's not only about just playing the first five innings once baseball starts. The in-game live, I find, is much more attractive for NHL and for for um, MLB because you can get favorites that become dogs and dogs that become favorites or dogs that become bigger dogs. You know, I'm being serious here. But it requires the work of, like you said, sitting in front of a computer, monitoring these lines in real time. And the irony was I went to check to see if I could get a little something on Detroit and they wouldn't offer it anywhere. So you know Detroit's going to win the game. <laughs> oh, man. You are, you are, you're a piece of work. I think it's awesome. So listen, we got... NBA, NCAA, NHL, baseball's right around the corner. Uh, we got the NFL combine on. Uh, you know, football will be back in the blinking of eye uh, this summer. Uh, Michael, I can only imagine uh, you got to be counting the minutes personally. Um, a for the entertainment value of it, yeah, uh, the entertainment value of it. But there, and, and that is to me, and I'll say this because I'm not like you. But I will get involved when the World Cup comes because I'll sit there and I'll start watching the first-round games in which I kind of see them. Uh, I've actually had some good success over the years with it. Uh, A, it's drama. It's the big deal. But the World Cup is coming, and I know that's going to be a big part of this summer for you guys. Well, due to the time difference, you better be waking up really early. You're going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning watching these games because of the time difference in Russia. So uh, I'm very excited, but leading up to it, all these all the leagues are still playing right now. The Champions League is in full effect. There's all the players are still playing heavy into their leagues. It's not like they rest them like they do with the Olympics, where you know some teams don't get the best players because they don't want to break up the NHL. So it's it's much different. All these players they play year round. They're conditioned to play year round, and they play in multiple leagues simultaneously. Whether it's a club team, whether it's the national team, whether it's the qualification, and then leading into the World Cup. And which 
two years ago, I remember when the Euro Cup was around, we talked about this. We made a fortune on dogs in soccer in the world, in the Euro Cup. So it's pretty much the same type of event. It's the national teams that play out. That was obviously just Europe, European teams. But the magnitude of the quality of play is big enough where there is a lot of dog money to be made. And I just can't wait. You see, my excitement is very big. And, and Brian, let me let's. I want to close out this little show well, here. Wait, wait, can I can I, sh- can I ask Mike one question though on, on World Cup, sure. real quick? Um, the other thing that comes into play because it's a tournament, as this thing progresses, uh, goal differential can be very impactful, right? So, so you know, keeping tabs on certain scenarios that are in play. Hey, it's not just a game. This team is sitting there looking. And goal differential actually comes into into play, uh, which could factor into your handicap of these games. Well, the goal differential, the element of the tie, because in group play, before they get to you know single elimination in the round of sixteen, when it's that first round of group play where they play each each team in the group twice, it's just about advancing to be in the top two spots of the group because then you just get to the single elimination. So the value is you might not need to have an actual win. Just getting a tie will get you that one point, as well as not giving up goals. So the goal differential does matter. So as long as you're not giving up any goals and you're just getting a tie, it could be enough to just get you to the next round, which plays a huge factor when the line makers put the line on the game and you're looking for the team to win and they don't even care. Right. At the end of the day, if and they get a tie, they're, they're out to the next round. And it impacts the totals, too. Of course, of yep. course. All right, Brian, sir. Brian, I have a what question you for you. because I, I so we got Mike's I quiz two, coming up here. In two weeks from <laughs> today, I'll be in studio with you. I'll be getting off the plane in the 8 o'clock, and I'll roll over up Sahara to the studio. And then right when the studio, when the show is over, this show in two weeks from today, I'm going to run to the book of my choice or use my app, and I'm going to start placing futures wagers on MLB like I do every year. But I still have time to play future wagers on the Stanley Cup final. So, I'm looking at numbers right now, and I'm just just to throw it out there. I'm not going to give you the prices. Give me three teams that you would play on a futures basis. In, not in, in t- I'll give you two. Vegas. I'll give you two. Uh, it's just in terms of numbers um, from a future perspective. I, I've been in on Anaheim for a long time. I think you're still looking in. Uh, it, it was was twenty, probably in the sixteen to one range now. And I mean, in, in the East, uh, a long shot. I mean, only because of you know, to find the overlaid price, a team that could be better if they get going and get in. Uh, I'd say maybe a, a crazy play in the East could be Columbus. Well, Columbus. Okay, so Anaheim's plus twenty two hundred. Columbus is plus twenty five hundred. See, to me, it's worth taking those value shots. You can make a big score, and I honestly think that you're not getting the right value on Vegas. Right now they're plus five fifty to win the whole thing. Obviously oh, no. they're the favorite. Uh, yeah, that, that, that thing's so deflated. Tampa Bay is the only one lower. They're, they're plus four fifty. Yeah, the Vegas so thing is Tampa Bay so, number one. Yeah, it's so deflated. Vegas is ridiculous. Yeah. What do you mean? It's so what? Well, I mean, there's so much liability with the books because everybody around here, you know, it was like they bought the, you know, hey, they got a team, bought the souvenir Stanley Cup ticket. I mean, if Vegas ever won a Stanley Cup, I mean, the liability for the books around here, they get billy clubbed. So the numbers so, so deflated. It's so deflated. They're trying to get they're trying to get money elsewhere. Yeah. So if you're looking at the numbers, it looks like they got three way equal money between Tampa Bay, Nashville, and Vegas. So that I mean. I think that you're probably you should be getting probably less money for for they're trying to suck you in to play Vegas. Well, they're trying point. to get like, you. Well, no, they're no, well, no. I mean, they, listen, it's an expansion team. I mean, obviously, in the standings where they stand and everything. I mean, you know, this is a team was in excess of two hundred to one to win the Stanley Cup. Now they're five to one. Brian, I, Brian, I have a question for you. So if if Vegas wins the World Cup, like Philly burned down the city. Does that mean Vegas is going to all the fans are going to burn down the sports books? The Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> no, you got so- the World Cup. You got soccer. Oh, sorry, the you, Stanley you Cup. Got I'm soccer. so obsessed with soccer. the World Cup. I, I, can't I know get you out of got soccer on the brain. Uh, no, I think it'd be. I think it'd be a, a great party here. No, I, I think this this would be a very well behaved raucous. See, you know what's going to be nuts is not of, like one, Philly. No, it won't be like Philly. So when when. 
When they get in the playoffs, people around here, everything's new. This is the first trade deadline people experienced around here. When the playoffs get here, as, as this thing heats up and the, you get towards the tail end of round one and people be biting their fingernails and going nuts, if Vegas ever won a round and you know, got, got knee-deep in this thing, uh, people around here be nuts. John, you'd be driving around. Well, you better get a Golden Knight sticker and a flag well, for your the antenna. Thing. The funny thing was the first half of the year, everyone was wearing Oakland gear. Yeah. Even though Oakland's not there yet, everybody was wearing Oakland gear. And the last trip I came out when I watched the Super Bowl with you, even at the Super Bowl, everyone's wearing Golden Knights gear. Nobody's wearing Oakland gear anymore. It's like everybody switched. They all their Vegas gear. I mean, the amount of money spent on Vegas merchandise. I told you when you go to Manhattan, it's the NHL shop is featuring the Vegas Knights merchandise. It's all the same colors. Guess they didn't want to change it up. All right, Mike, you're off the hook. We're up against the clock. Uh, you're going to have to. You take one of those online courses and take your exam. Multiple choice. <laughs> All of the above. John and Mike, johnsyndicate.com. Right. Check out sportsinsider.com, 800-209-1679. Fellas, it was fun. It's going to be a fun few weeks of basketball coming up, and we'll talk about it again next week. I hope all is well. Uh, take care, and we'll talk again next week. See you next week. You got it. Sports Insider Radio. Have a great day. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. This is the home of the Radio Shopping Show. 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and at KSHP.com. USA Radio News. Reverend Billy Graham became the fourth civilian to lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol today. His body received at a ceremony attended by President Donald Trump, the vice president, and other lawmakers, including Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who shares his thoughts on Reverend Graham. Billy Graham, when you look back, he was an individual that reached across the